What's up? This is All Up In Your Biz and I'm Yvonne Trakian. This season, I'm talking to doers, believers, and most importantly, manifestors. They have launched products, built communities, and above all, believed in themselves and believed that anything is possible. So listen up and you never know, you too might start manifesting your dream life. Kylie, I'm about to get all up in your biz. Are you ready? Yes, I sure am. <laughs> Kylie, Fem Fuels, uh, you are like, I, trying to get you here was tough because you like, I have this on, I have this on, I have to do this, I'm launching, it's our third birthday party. I'm like, oh my God, um, which is also super. But can you take me back, tell me about your background and how you started Fem Fuels and why you made it? a female focused brand and what that the whole what it was all about yeah of course and I feel like sometimes this can be a, a bit of a long-winded story so I'll try and keep it to a certain degree um short and snappy but I guess my background is actually in business and HR so I studied business in the University of Limerick um, and I would have graduated there in about 2018 um, and then I went straight into a job with Dell Technologies so I was working in HR there but if we kind of rewind to 2018 and through my kind of I guess third year and fourth year of college it's myself and my brother that are in business so both of us co-founded um, Fem Fuels. He plays hurling, so he's really, he's the athletic side of the family. Um, and I guess he was always trying to educate me just as a general gym goer. It wasn't for any specific reason, but how best to fuel myself before, during and after exercise. And, you know, to a certain degree, I would take his advice on board. But then at the same time, I think as a female, as a general gym goer in the fitness industry, everything's very like macho, male orientated. You think if you take protein, you're going to turn into a man. Like there's <laughs> yeah, this yeah. whole kind of taboo around sports supplements. So, you know, I might be going to the gym early in the morning, heading straight to college. And maybe as a result, I was neglecting kind of my nutritional needs or demands around exercise kind of be it like after exercise before the day ahead kind of a thing. Um, so I guess when I started trying to look for supplements that I felt I could relate to, there was nothing out there. There was nothing female specific, everything. And I feel like every time you say it, everyone's like, yeah, everything comes in a big, dark colored round tub that's really masculine and really macho. Um, and I guess it wasn't, you know, there was no brand out there that I felt, yeah, I'll take the shaker and I'll walk into the gym and I'll feel confident. It won't be kind of like, what's your one doing? She doesn't have a clue. Like, why is a girl taking supplements, really? Um, so I guess that kind of led us to working with or starting to kind of nitpick the idea of, is there a way that we can take sports nutrition supplements, but design them specifically to meet the nutritional demands of the female body? Um and that very much started the whole idea of Fem Fuels. You know, like I said, I was in my third, fourth year of college. It was kind of during my co-op. William was graduated, so he actually did um, insurance and risk. So he did he uh, studied business in UL as well, and that's what he majored in. So we were both kind of trying to juggle it between me in college and him in full-time employment. Um, but that's kind of where the idea came from. And obviously since then, it's almost probably five years later um, since kind of idea generation. And it has led us to a completely, you know, we're on that trajectory of growth. There's been, you know, a whole probably mind um, shift with women in the supplement space and within that industry. I love the name. 
the name I would love to say that it was really tactical and well thought out but we (laughs) we went through a brand bible um, with our branding team and if I could only show you the amount of names that we had I mean to say there was hundreds and you'd pick five and you'd say okay we'll see if we can get them trademarked and then they'd bounce back so then you go okay we'll pick another five and Femme Fuels got trademarked and we were like okay we just have to go with it like and I think the branding team then did so much with the name and with how we could kind of play with the name and our design and our logo and everything um, that it really kind of became its own thing but it wasn't like this is the design we want let's go with Femme Fuels it was like we have Femme Fuels so what are we going to do with it I know it's like sometimes people don't realise you're like oh I want this name and then you go on to the company's registration off you're like shit take it yes yes you know, exactly so you to, but ha- like you're, you're talking about a branding team there right from the get go is that what you ha- like where did so the the idea came to mind mm-hmm. you know your, your brother was into the gym you were as well you wanted something female specific what was the next step like were you like doodling on notepad were you going out buying all these supplements trying them and being like I hate this like this tastes awful I don't want that like what 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 was the next yeah and I guess it was it was a long process to a degree because like that it kind of started with as you said trying different supplements seeing what was out there looking at the nutritional values of other brands and ingredients that they were using and kind of taking that then and bringing it to nutritionists dietitians strength and conditioning coaches trying to understand okay here's a blend it has 20 grams of protein and that's kind of all that's in it um as a female i might consume that protein but i might feel really bloated afterwards i might you know potentially require a little bit more protein because as females like Protein is the building blocks to so much of cell division, hormone balance, muscle growth. Like there's a whole, I suppose, caliber of things that protein and it's not just that we do protein, but I suppose that was one of our core products that we kind of started with because it's something that I knew women struggled with. People consumed protein and instantly were bloated. So it was having those conversations with, like I said, nutritionists, dietitians, strength conditioning coaches, you know, them kind of saying to us, okay, well, whey proteins are lactose heavy. Now, this is kind of the sciencey bit, but we need something that's going to help break down that lactose in it, such as a digestive enzyme, so that our body isn't working overtime to break that down. And as a result, we're getting bloated. So it was having all those conversations with specialists, you know, how we could further enhance pre-workouts. Yes, it's caffeine based. Yes, that's the purpose of it. But can we add in things like magnesium, vitamin B6, um, zinc, that's going to help with your recovery afterwards. And basically really tailor what, was somewhat already out there so be it like yes there was proteins out there yes there was pre-workouts out there but make it like I said originally specific for female needs so it was very much like idea generation having these conversations with people that we knew were specialists in that field and then taking that and I don't think at any one time did we actually think we're going to make this a brand like this is (laughs) this is the end goal and this is what it's going to look like it was very much one thing led to another which led to another and that branding team that I'm referring to they were actually um, recommended to us by um, someone that was in the space and they said you know we've worked with them before they're called BAM Media I'll give them a shout out they do all our branding um, our website design and we basically sat down with them and we it was essentially called a branding workshop so it's where you go through your idea you know your target market what your values are 
what you're trying to do, what you're trying to provide. And they basically help you come up with the name, come up with the design, get your message across through your product. Because for us, we don't have a store. We're not on Grafton Street. We're not in the busy, you know, our products that are sitting on shelf amongst loads of other products. That's what we that's how we need to speak to people. And it needs to be our presence on shelf and in online and our social media that kind of speaks to people so that branding team was really crucial in the early stages um and still to this date like I think like I said they worked on our our website so if there's anything that comes to my head I know I can go to them they understand our vision they know what we want our brand to look like and they can really articulate it really well yeah and in terms of but that like obviously that costs money right yes. so like you need to go to these people they're not free so yeah, it costs yeah, money yeah, yeah, yeah nothing's yeah. free folks <laughs> nothing is free so like were you in your job and did you were you doing this kind of as a side hustle yes and what was the intention was the intention of like okay like I'm gonna I'm using my money from my work mm-hmm. uh, that I get paid my paycheck was Dell that you yes, said was yeah. it Dell and same with your brother yes. was that the way it works yeah. so and then you and then you were like was what was the point at which you thought I'm giving up my job so it wasn't actually until one month after Femfuels launched that I quit my job so only a ri- month yeah I know so but right up until I, that's I, that's pretty impressive yeah like did you have a big run-up launch did you just know did you just believe it was going to be successful like what was the thinking honestly I guess from the start we knew And I definitely knew and having, you know, had those conversations with women that were general gym goers that, you know, maybe felt neglected and felt like they didn't understand that space or didn't feel that there was brands out there. I knew that this was something that could fuel, inform and empower women to be a better version of themselves. So, I mean, if you're taking an hour out of your day to go to the gym, you want to reap the rewards. You don't want to go and kind of neglect everything else. Think, oh, well, I went to the gym. And maybe not see the benefits. So I guess in my heart, I knew that I wanted it. So if I wanted it, there was many other women that, you know, would have resonated with the brand. But like we launched in October 2020. That was the middle of lockdown. So we had, um, you know, like you said, everything costs money. Everything is self-funded. Me and my brother's savings were wiped. Not that there was probably much (laughs) there. But, um, you know, we kind of, I would say we took things slow and steady at the start in terms of we knew branding was a big thing, so we had to invest in it. It obviously got to a point where, you know, you're looking at packaging, you're looking at production runs and you're thinking, okay, how do we, you know, keep this as small as possible, low risk, um, go with a launch, see how things go and go from there. So like I, I even have, I have the video from the day that we launched online and it's me in our spare room at home sitting at the desk. I had obviously, it was bang on five o'clock. I think the video is like 4.58. I'm there stressed. I'd obviously just logged off Dell. I'm trying to put this live. My brother's coming in from work and it was really, I suppose, the, the six months prior to launch, I think we're very much like work nine to five, come home, work probably five to ten and try and do everything that we can to make sure Femfuels is ready to launch. We decided on the 1st of October. Absolutely no idea why. Um, like I said, it's the middle of lockdown. You're kind of thinking, do we do it? Don't we do it? Is there ever a good time? Because gyms are closed. It, like, so it like, was. So unless you're yeah. working out in your garden. Yes, that was the only option. And I think in hindsight, it was probably a great thing because I think to a degree we very much developed our own audience, our own customer base, because it was actually a lot of people that hadn't exercised before and were turning to exercise during lockdown as their outlet. It was the only thing we could do. We could go for like a five kilometer walk and that was the extent of it or a run. So I actually think 
in hindsight, it was an amazing time to launch. People's outlet was exercise to a certain, you know, we probably went yeah, through we phases built, where... We built a gym in our garden. Yes, um, yeah. Because we're both, both myself and my husband, um, I haven't been as consistent lately, but I've always been a huge gym goer. Yeah. And um, we just knew that, like, we need something. Yeah. And also, we've got so many, so many kids now yeah. that we need to, <laughs> I need to be able to just go into the garden. Yes. But it act when you think about it, it makes so much sense. Like if you think strategically, like yeah, people want to go for their walks. They want to focus on their health. They've actually more time to focus on their health and fitness mm-hmm. in some ways because they might not have a gym, but they can go for that walk. They can go for the run. But they they're no longer commuting into yes. work. Yeah. So they're saving that time. Yeah. But you could have looked at it the other way and been like, oh, this is the worst time. I can't get yeah. into shops. <laughs> yeah. Like I like or even the, the gyms are closed. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had a pretty had to good mindset then for yeah, it to work. Definitely. And I think that was something that we tried to, you know, just say like there's never going to be a perfect time um to launch anything. So I think for us it was very much like just go with it. Just launch it and see how it goes. And, you know, if we need to revisit come January, maybe January's a busy period, you know, we can look at that. But I think for us it was very much we have everything ready to go. The production runs done, Instagram set up website set up so let's just pull the trigger and let's just go for it so I think that was obviously like I said when we started out with idea generation it was never you know yes let's try launch in 12 months 18 months 24 months there was no we didn't really give ourselves a timeline and I think maybe that was because we were both in full-time jobs it wasn't like we were sitting at the desk all day every day thinking how can we make this happen as quick as possible it was a natural progression that led from one thing to the next um but I do think that you know, obviously we're three years in business now. And when I look back, if I had known maybe what was ahead, I'm sure I would have been a lot more scared. But I guess it's a good thing to be somewhat naive and not maybe know what's ahead. So we launched the 1st of October and I quit my job in Dell in November. Um, so that was very much let's just give this 110 percent, you know, if we're going to do it, do it right. And that's scary. It was yeah, that, so it's scary. brave. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, it is. But I guess, you know, obviously the good thing is I didn't, you know, I was living at home. I didn't have kids. I was probably at an age where I could do that. And I, you know, there was I had no pressure to be like, okay, well, if if this doesn't work, what are you going to do? How are you going to pay a mortgage? You know, what what bills do you have to look after? So I guess for me, um, when we launched, I was I'm going to say maybe 24. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, about that. Um, So I was obviously at an age where, you know, taking the risk probably wasn't as scary as if I had a mortgage, kids and everyone to look after. Um, well, if you think about it, right, if you're 24, when I was 24, I was got my first job in a law firm and you're thinking, OK, I need to build up my CV. I need yeah. to get that work experience. I need to that's for the next steps. And you think to yourself, OK, I've worked in Dell for so long and now I've launched a business. And if this business doesn't work out, I've got that like I, I personally now at my age I think setting up your own business is far you get far more experience than anything you learn in college or anything you know it, the experience is just unbelievable but when you're 24 25 you don't really th- you may not think that way you know but it is so it is taking or it's taking a risk and it's still scary regardless of where you are. I, I personally think like having launched my own brand, which I launched a month before I had twins. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic timing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they were supposed to come in January. Okay. <laughs> so they came we in December. We don't do anything in halves. No, I know. Seriously, yeah, two, two twins, nothing in half, I know. Um, but you're right. Like nothing 
there is never a good time. No. You know, people are always saying, well, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. When the kids start school, and there's this, you're always going to find something to pull you back. And yeah. honestly, you could have just looked at COVID and been like, this is like the worst. Yeah. But you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I even think like, you know, the day that I was walking out of Dell, they were kind of like, you know, every, everyone there was amazing. But it was like, you know, if it doesn't work out, don't stress. Like, we'll have you back kind of a thing. But I think not having that safety net and pushing yourself makes you want to make it work. Because you probably don't, you know, I think if you crave that like entrepreneurship, freedom, like the the drive, the passion, you don't want to go back into an office where you're sitting down and as much and all as, you know, there might be days that I'm so stressed and you're at the desk for the whole day, I still wouldn't change it for the world and I wouldn't like to go back to what I was doing. And it's no disrespect to the the company or anything. I absolutely loved my time there. But like you said, I think when you work for yourself, it's so different. And, you know, I did a four-year degree in UL, absolutely amazing degree, but I don't think anything can prepare you for what you actually go through when you launch a brand and the hiccups and things that go wrong and it might be a Monday morning you think great we'll start fresh and it's 9.30 and there's already a problem but you just you learn to deal with it um, and I think that experience alone is like next level in comparison to and I else. even feel like that sometimes like I still have my corporate career and I think Yvonne like you cannot give your business and brand 100% mm. because you still have your foot in another door yeah. because you know you, you know you're getting a paycheck mm. but what would it look like for me if I gave up that well first of all I think my husband would kill me but <laughs> <laughs> all you do is spend money you yeah. have to you yeah. have to earn some need, I'm not earning enough yeah, my business to like, yeah. <laughs> so like but it, I, I think that there is that you know I think sometimes people can do they can do both they can have that career and they can you know it can like have their side hustle but sometimes when you give up that career yeah you know, I've got to make this work because this is it. So you were able to give it that bit more and push that bit more. Yeah, yeah. And making the decision, I think once I made the decision, it was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But coming to that decision was probably the hardest thing. Um, So I was full-time from November and then William came on board full-time in February um, because it was very much like, we work in a nice yin and yang. I'm going to say I'm good at the things he's bad at. He's good at the things I'm bad at. So to a degree, it was still very much, I might be working during the day. He'd come in in the evening. We'd still have to sit down, go through things, make sure that like everything that I was doing in the day while he was at work was right and we were on the right path and everything was being looked at and all the different angles that we could, you know, address and be doing were um, were being looked after. So I do think, you know, it was a big risk for me, but it was also a big risk for him. And then having the two of us, um, you know, being full time in the brand again, I think pushed us to that point of like, we have to make this work. There is yeah. no other option. And how do you find like, like my husband asks me about my business because he's a tax okay. partner in a yeah. law firm and he's very into the financials. And I'm just like very which like, no, no, don't <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. about but <laughs> Yes. But I uh, like, I just don't think I could be told what to do. You know, so I, he can't like, so I find that very hard. Like if he says to me, no, Yvonne, like I need to see your spreadsheet. And I'm like, just go away. This is my, like, do you, is there any part of you that's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm a woman. This is a female brand. Piss off. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> and God, if William was here, I, he would definitely have a lot to say about this. But I think, um, 
yeah, I don't like being told what to do. I don't think William likes being told what to do either. But I do think that, you know, to a certain degree, I look after certain elements of the business. He looks after others. What are your elements? So my elements will be very much dealing with like social media, branding, um, working with our influencers, uh, customer service. I'm kind of like, how long do you have? Accounting, all that. Yeah. Side of it. William is so creative and his space would be very much like in line with new product development which I would obviously work on him with but um and retail and he's so strong in that retail space really kind of understands everything different aspects like there's so many things that he would think of that I would never think of like we went into Aldi in May um on a special buy and he was like we'll do limited edition flavors and in my head I'm the organised one. I was like, not happening. We don't have enough time. No way. We're not going to turn that around. That's going to be too stressful. He's like, Kylie, we're like, we're just going with limited edition flavours. This isn't even up for debate. It's happening. So I think we know when we can kind of push each other's boundaries to a degree. Um, and he will have no problem saying, Kylie, you need to do this. And I'll have no problem saying, William, you need to do this or you miss that. But being told what to do, I probably don't like. And I think sometimes, you know, when you know, maybe you haven't done it and you're yeah. kind of like, shit, I've been cut out. I know, <laughs> yeah. like, I know I could be doing more of it. But um, like we're three years in business now. At the start, it was very much like he might tell me what to do. I would then be angry and I'd be like, I'm not talking to him. But I know I'd have a question that I'd have to ask him. And I just think the longer you're in business, you learn, oh, I just need to get on with this. Like, you can't, you know, you're going to have, you're going to disagree and stuff. You're not going to be 100% aligned on everything. And you just kind of have to roll with it. And there's nothing really that you can, that you can do because we're two different people and we have different opinions. Yeah. And in terms of the very, very beginning when you got the product and what was your first what was what was your first line? So the first line was very much focused on specifically sports nutrition. So it was a whey protein, a vegan protein, a meal replacement, a pre-workout, a BCA. I'm going to say that was it. Yeah. Um, and how did you, did you put a, put them on your website? Did you, mm-hmm. were, were you postaging, packaging them yourselves mm-hmm. out of your, out of your p- parents' house maybe? Yeah. Was that the way it was working initially? Yes. So initially it was, um, we had our own website. We weren't in retail at this stage, so it was purely online. Um, our parents actually have a distribution company called Elite Home Products. So we were very lucky that we had a space, a little square in their warehouse, I'm going to say, because initially, obviously everything was um, on a smaller scale um, and I'll never forget the first day that we were fulfilling orders you know you've no process really in your head you're just thinking okay great we'll print off the orders and we'll pack the boxes and then you print the labels and you're going oh my god where's number two three four and you're going around and you're looking for all of them so I think initially it was probably mayhem but I don't think I've ever learned quicker in my life it was like we need to put processes in place are we going to make the box sticker it straight away and put their label on it or how is that going to work and I think it was very much you know people ordered online we pick packed and shipped them ourselves from that warehouse um, we were working with um, a courier at the time they had to come and collect it let's say by 2pm so you had to have all the orders ready to go um, so it was very very much we were everything at the start in terms of like your online, your social media, your distribution, your, your everything in one because you're trying to keep it as tight knit as possible. If you, like some of my guests, have your own product or are manifesting launching your own product, how do you visualize yourself running your business? I hope your vision doesn't involve frantically stuffing and shipping boxes from your house or garage when a top fulfillment center like Autofulfill could be handling this for you. This means that you're doing so well that someone else is taking care of your orders while you sip your coffee and plan your next growth goal. If you're looking to grow and scale your online orders, think Autofulfill, our podcast sponsor. You chill, they fulfill. 
If you want to manifest your dream life like our guest, well, grab yourself a manifestation box from pausepenny.com. The discount code is podcast20. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast because there are some solo episodes coming up on my favorite topic, manifestation. And what was it like on launch? Like, how did you get those sales initially in? A lot of it was social media, to be honest, and trying to do a build up on Instagram that we were launching, trying to get people to share it. And to be honest, a lot of it was our brand ambassadors. So we um, had reached out to people that we knew that were in the fitness space um, before we even launched. We sent them our products, we got them to try it, um, and then they helped us to, I suppose, they helped with our launch. They shared our brand. Um, so that would be the likes of Rebecca O'Rourke, Megan O'Mara, Jessica Patton, Tracy Colopy. Like, we did have, be it both friends and both people that we knew that were in that space. And, you know, like, we still work with all those people today. So they were very much there from the start. Rebecca's from the store actually yes sorry yeah oh very from yeah amazing yeah. she is it's such a small world it's such it? a small world she is absolutely amazing like the girls were doing live workouts for us on saturday mornings on our social media channel and, and if you if you have a brand right and you want to create a product and you want to work with somebody like that like what obviously they need to be aligned with mm-hmm. your brand of course and they yeah. need to be in the fitness but what did you do did you just dm her like yeah is that how it happens yeah it was like so tracy colby um is one of my best friends she had known rebecca because they were both in the fitness space they were both doing like home workouts live workouts at home during lockdown to keep people sane um so tracy helped us reach out to rebecca and to be honest i'll never forget because like as a general gym goer, I had always followed Rebecca O'Rourke. So like the day that she replied to my email, I remember I was walking to one of my best friend's house and I was like, oh my God, like Rebecca O'Rourke's just after emailing me. And I was like, this is the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh my God, amazing. Like send me out this stuff. This is so exciting. Can't wait to try them. And I think like, to be honest, there, like I said at the start, there wasn't any other brand doing this. So I think for a lot of people, it was like, oh my God, amazing. There's something specific for females. Love this idea. Um, and it was people in the fitness space and that were going to to the gym and that you know did have clients and that had kind of they were really I suppose like they were doing all those things in terms of they were trying to fuel and form empower people they were giving them live workouts they were taking time out of their maybe Monday Wednesday Friday hopping on a live on Instagram and giving people the space and the platform to exercise and giving them something to do outside of worrying about lockdown and all that so I do think they very much helped us drive our business um, to a point where they were in direct contact with our potential customers. Yeah. And that was how they really drove our brand and helped us to grow our brand because the people that were following them were people that were our potential customers. I know, and that's exactly what you need to look at. You need to yeah. you 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 don't just slap your brand yeah. out to anybody and any and anyone. Yes. Like they're but I'm almost sure, did I see Suzanne Jackson yes. using your every yeah. how did that come about? That like I still think it's mad again like I am this kind of person that like all along would have been like wrapped up in social media would have loved it used to when I was in college I used to work in Brown Thomas on a beauty counter so like everything makeup beauty you know health and fitness I was very much kind of I suppose like engulfed by so initially you know you're kind of there's people that you want to work with and that you're kind of maybe like thinking okay maybe in a year's time when we grow a little better but I do think everyone was very quick to get on board like we've worked with Bonnie Ryan since the very start Hilary Young you know since the very start Suzanne Jackson we started so we uh, Suzanne's agent actually reached out to us um saying that she'd love to try the products we gifted stuff to Suzanne because I think it's very much for us as a brand 
we don't want people to represent our brand unless they genuinely love them they genuinely take the products it's really authentic so like you know of course I think when you're a brand people will message and say oh I'd love to try this or I'd love to try that or you know can I work with you guys and do you get that a lot for a little bit I would say but for us it's very much like you know are these people taking the products do they love them are they seeing the benefits like are these in their daily life when we don't see them on social media and if the answer is yes then it's obviously an amazing fit for us um, and Suzanne Jackson um, as of I'm going to say kind of last year it was before she went on Dancing with the Stars she very much was like I need to get into like health and fitness routine I want to you know be as fit as and healthy as possible for Dancing with the Stars and we gifted Suzanne out stuff and you know she was sharing us and we started working with her then a few months after so like we've grown and then obviously having that kind of caliber of people work for you is incredible. And to think that they're brand ambassadors for our brand is probably something that I would never, ever, ever have thought was possible. But I suppose to a degree, it shows the growth of the brand and the trajectory that we're on. And it also shows that it was a gap in the market. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. the key thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're nobody's just going to take the product they need to know it's something different. There's some additional element to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, when I saw, I was like, I'm almost sure I saw yeah, Suzanne Jackson on stories, and I was like, that is so. And isn't it so great when like other Irish really big names yeah. start to like promote your product? I think it's re- that support is really really good. One hundred percent, and it's it's so. I suppose it's a great place to be in because yes, there are other supplement brands out there that you know might be available worldwide might be available all across Europe but when I think someone wants to genuinely work with you and would pick you over other maybe multinational brands it's an amazing feeling because you know you're doing something right and you know that the products you're creating are working for people yeah and where do you find your like key target like I know for me personally I'm almost 40 I've got kids and I actually said to myself today like I haven't eaten yet today I'm drinking coffee I'm like, I like I've always really been into health and fitness, but just right now it's a really busy time. I've got the kids, I'm doing this and I'm like, I need to get my ass in gear. Like I'm getting femfuels after this, I swear, because I just need like this, like, I just need to cop on effectively. Um, I don't even know what my question was, but um, no, but I think your target market, who, who, who's the key target market at the moment? Like what age group is the kind of. To be honest, our target market is probably anyone female that, you know, is health conscious or maybe trying to be a better version of themselves, focusing on their their wellness, their fitness. You know, I think, like I said, originally we started with just sports nutrition. We've since branched out to health and well-being. So we really do have a product for everyone. And I genuinely do like to think that like our gut balance, it's considered to be a pre and probiotic. Super greens, it's a nutrient dense blend that's going to basically, let's say for someone like you, you're busy. Maybe you don't have time to like have an omelette in the morning with vegetables and toast and you're like, oh my God, I don't have time for this. Taking your super greens and having a protein shake is going to give you all the nutrients that you need to at least start your day on the right foot. And I think it's providing that wide range of products so like your gut balance your super greens then there's like omegas multivitamins everything that's going to support your immune system then you have protein like I said you can pop it into a protein shake you can make a smoothie with it protein pancakes they take two minutes to make it's it's providing I think convenient options for people um, that not only is it for before during and after exercise but also to be part of your everyday life yeah I totally need that in my life seriously (laughs) my problem is this now is that like it's so busy it's so chaotic that like I bought super greens and I took one scoop one day and I was like, this just tastes not that great, super yeah. greens. But the reality is it's full of good nutrition. 
So you just, yeah. that's the problem. But that is the problem. And that's the thing with a lot of supplements. Like I would have even seen, let's say, prior to us launching, like I might have brought bought a whey protein. And like I'd take it and I'd be like, it's oh, like that. chalky. Oh, and I'd be like, that's not nice. I don't feel great after that. Or like that, I might buy a super greens product or a gut product. And if it doesn't taste nice, I'm not going to take it consistently. And that's something that I know because if you dread taking it every day, you're not going to be like, oh, great. I can't wait to have my gut balance. I can't wait to have my super greens. So for us, like even something like the super greens, we offered two options. One was unsweetened, unflavored. So that's for people who maybe take super greens already. Don't mind the taste. They might throw it into a smoothie. They're used to having it. No problem. But then we were like, let's do a sweetened version with stevia. So there's no sucralose in it. Yeah. Um, and let's make it peach and mango. That's going to combat the real bitter greeny taste. Yeah. And it's going to make it easier to drink. So like now the amount of people taking super greens that probably never took a super greens before and are like, oh my God, this doesn't taste bad. What's the whole big deal about super greens tasting horrible? Is okay, like I'm getting that peach and mango yes. stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's not only are we trying to revolutionize women's supplements, but also make sure that we're providing supplements that we know people will take on a daily basis because no one wants to spend money on a supplement and leave it in their cupboard because it doesn't taste nice when you know there's so many benefits in that pouch I know and that's what what mine are I've yeah. got like super greens and all and the other day I was like I have these hemp seeds I've got the super greens and I'm like I'm not even taking this yeah. stuff and I need it yeah. I need it because I'm running a race and loads of kids yeah. anyway fem fuels for me you're sold I'm <laughs> sold I'm, I'm sold I'm sold Good. so then after the launch and you got the sales and you had the brand ambassador where where did the going into the real t- retail because like you've done so well now you're in Tesco you're in Aldi yeah like retail is now a big part of our business and you know initially it was very much like soft launches try a couple of stores see how it goes and Super Value was the first retail outlet that we um, launched into it was roughly like maybe 10 to 20 stores we went in with some of our best selling products um, and it was kind of like everyone I guess kind of took us on a trial basis when you're an Irish brand and you're a startup, to be fair, every retailer was really willing to give us a chance and say, look, guys, we'll give you maybe four weeks, six weeks and let's see how it goes. And then we'll look at it further down the line. Um, so I think for us, it was very much like we were available online, but we also saw the need to be available in local stores to have someone, let's say they run out of their pre-workout, they run out of their protein great I'll head around the corner to my local Super Value Aldi Tesco whatever it is and I'll pick it up or the other side of it is you have people browsing you have that target market that's you know females potentially from the age of 24 to 35 um, or plus that are in those stores that are shopping doing their weekly shopping you know even if they don't purchase it in store it's still brand recognition. They're still seeing your brand out there. They're still very much aware that, oh, I saw that. So let's say, you know, there's a whole customer journey in the sense that it might take someone three times to see a product before they purchase it. So if you see it on, let's say you come across our, I don't know, our website or something, then you go into Super Value, see it on shelf. And then, like you said, you see Suzanne Jackson talking about it. You're more than likely going to pick it up then. Um, And I guess for us, managing retail was really important because you don't want to be everywhere too quick. You don't want to oversaturate the market. You don't want to be in every, um, you know, retail outlet. But our online is still roughly 60% of our business and retail is only 40%. But we are available in 350 retail stores. And that's still growing. Like, you know, our website's still up 48% this year and retail, well, as of last year, like we were probably only in about 120 stores. We're now in 350. So everything's going in the right direction. But you still need to protect that. You still need to make sure that like your retail outlets are being serviced, that they have all your best sellers, that they have the products that people want. Because when you're sending people to a store and people think you're available there, you want to make sure that your products are on shelf and they're there for them to shop. 
And when you started, you said you were in Super Value first. How mm-hmm. did that come about? Is that like you walking into your local Super Value and being like, who's the guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that I Who can talk, I talk to? to? <laughs> um, it was probably, it was a mix of, obviously, like I said, our parents have a distribution company. So they work with the likes of Mosgraves, Tesco, Aldi. Um, so it was having a conversation with a buyer um, through kind of elite home products, I guess, but also like opening up that door and being a little bit more, you know, let's have these conversations with buyers. Let's see is, you know, are we maybe too early to go into retail? Are they looking for health and well-being products or is it too soon? You know, are we not really at that stage yet? So it was having conversations with buyers, them saying, yes, OK, we agree to 10 stores. We'll put you in our te- 10 top performing stores and let's see how it goes. And I guess once you're in super value, you might get interest from another retailer and another retailer and then you know even something like the growth aldi program like that was an amazing uh program to be on i don't know how many hundred um companies applied they whittle it down to 25 companies those 25 companies go on sale in 160 aldi's nationwide you're there for two weeks there's three winners we thankfully were one of the winners so we now have a 12 month contract so i think it's very much being open to those conversations being comfortable sitting in front of a buyer telling your story you know proving to them why your supplement is better than what else is out there and why you deserve a place on that shelf and do some of the stores like do they operate differently from like a contractual perspective? So like like a super value Tesco versus Aldi, because I know a lot of people talk about like it's amazing to get into retailers. But I know sometimes some retailers, it's it's like you they buy it, but if they don't sell it, they give it back. And you're like, God damn it. Now I have to take like but you want obviously you want your product to sell. Yeah. But do they operate? Do different retailers operate differently? They do. And I guess for us, like we di- we deal directly um with Aldi and we deal directly with sorry we deal directly with Aldi and we deal directly with um, Evergreen Health Food Stores the distribution company Elite Home Products deals with Musgraves so that's your centre your super value um, Nourish which is in Dunn Stores um, so they kind of I guess to a certain degree the fact that the distribution company have that relationship with those stores they're putting I don't know how many other hundreds of products into those retail stores they very much have you know a degree of this is how we work this is the relationship you know and for us I suppose the good thing is they have sales reps that go into stores and they merchandise the products so they'll go into let's say super value castle troy and they might go through okay what do you need what are you low on and they'll stock it up so it's not necessarily that like you said you're sending in a load of stock you're hoping it sells if it doesn't sell you get it back the good thing about Elite Home Products is they go in and they, you know, if they only need two vanilla protein, they'll only give them two vanilla protein. You're not ordering by the case. You're not ordering by the stand. You're ordering per item. And I think that makes it very attractive for the retail outlet because they know they can just order what they feel they need. It's not us going in saying you have to take X amount from us or else we can't be on your shelf. Um, so I think, yes, they operate differently. Something like, you know, Super Value. Obviously, we started with a low amount of stores that has grown over time. But whereas with Aldi, straight away, you're into 160 stores on that program. So there is differences between the retail outlets, but nothing that I suppose would make one retailer preferred over the other, if that makes sense. And if you go into Aldi here in Ireland, do they... Do, is there ever an opportunity to like go abroad and be like, I'm going to go global yes, and yes. go to Germany. Yeah. We're in Germany now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, working with those retailers definitely opens those doors. You know, if they potentially are looking at a health and well-being product or brand in, let's say, the UK, the UK market would be somewhat similar to the Irish market. You know, you're now on their radar. If you don't, you know, if you don't go to that pitch day with Aldi and try and get into the Grow with Aldi program, or maybe you're kind of thinking, oh, I don't know, are we ready yet? Like you need to push the boundaries. You need to be comfortable, like I said, sitting in front of a manager who's a buyer in Aldi and just saying, yes, 
we are this and this is why, you know, our product is great and this is why we should be in your store. And then they'll always have you in the back of their head that, like I said, if there's talks in the UK or something has come up, obviously, hopefully down the line, there might be potential to go into Aldi in the UK and different countries. But, you know, having that route to market is amazing. Yeah. And is it just you and your brother now and then the elite? Yes. Like, so, so it's wow. it's myself and my brother. And then I guess we outsource a lot. So like that, William was actually doing the pick, pack and ship up until I'm going to say roughly six months ago. Um, and then we handed that. So that would be our online um, orders. So we handed that over to Elite Home Products and they do our uh, a lot of our retail for us. Um, and then, like I said, we have like our branding team that's outsourced. We have a digital marketing agency that's outsourced. So I think for us, it was all about trying to get as much as possible to like our digital marketing agency we have like five people on our team that obviously is a lot easier than trying to hire one person who's a digital marketing you know who comes from a digital marketing background but like when we have a team of five we're getting someone who understands stats understands ads someone else who's creative someone so I think for us as a startup and only three years into business it's amazing to have the opportunity to work with those five people would they, those, the digital uh, creators, would mm-hmm. they put your social media up on FemFuels or? So they look after our ads. Ads, yes. okay. So like our ad spend, um, you know, Google ads, TikTok ads, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, all that side of it. But I suppose for us, it was like, how do we, I suppose, really get the biggest bang for our buck? So how do we, you know, keep our business as tight knit as possible when you're a startup, you know? unless maybe you're tech and you have loads of funding behind you, it's not possible to hire in a massive team. Obviously, down the line, the ideal aim is to have everyone in-house. And you can turn around and you can say, can we do this? Can we do this? You know, we need to put an ad live. We need to look at this. Uh, Black Friday is coming up. It's our birthday. You know, there's there's a lot of things. But for now, that's what works for us outsourcing as much as possible, keeping it as tight-knit as possible. Um, And it is just me and my brother in the office every day. (laughs) (laughs) Killing each other. (laughs) Um, But it's great. And it's great to have access to those teams, their knowledge, and I suppose what they do with other brands as well. Yeah, and do you ever feel, though, that, like, you know, it comes the weekend and you want something up? Or, like, does that... I mean, that happens naturally, I guess, that, like, you know, they are not your employee. Yeah, yeah. They're basically, you know, they're outsourced, so... It might take them time and you might, and like, I know in this business, when you have like a business like this, you want things now because you're like, I've just seen this, go get this. Yeah. Yeah. And I I totally get where you're coming from. And I guess for us, like I would manage our social media in terms of our Instagram, our Instagram stories, um, all that side of it. But, you know, let's say something like we might've kicked off a sale on a Sunday. Um, So we would try to have as much to the guys by the Friday so that they can have everything ready to go live. But like if I shoot them a Slack message, they probably want to kill me. But like they will get back to us on a Sunday. Like they are absolutely amazing. They're very much like Team Fem Fuels. You know, we're all in this together. So it is fantastic. And we're very, very lucky that, you know, we have that relationship where it's kind of like, oh, guys, we forgot to do this or can you make sure this is turned on or turned off? Um, so we're very lucky in that aspect. Yes, they don't directly work for us. But I think when you're a startup and when you're working with brands like that, like they want to see you succeed. You know, they want the success story. They want to have helped you to grow. Um, and we're with that digital marketing agency like two years now. Um, so I think, you know, you build up that relationship, you build up that trust. You try to give them their space on the weekend. But if you need to text <laughs> yeah. them at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, you're able to send that text. Yeah. And where have you seen the biggest like you know, explosion to sales and stuff. Like what's been the best part? What's been, well, not the best part of the mm-hmm. business, but what's been the best for sales 
is it influencers? Is it retail? Is it, I know it's probably a combination mm -hmm. of everything, but what's really driven this? If someone wants to like drive their sales. Yeah. And you know, I think in the last year we've probably seen the biggest increase of sales. So I would say, you know, at the start, we started slow and steady. Like I said, you know, we had a smaller range of products. We grew our range of products. You grow, you know, your reviews, your loyalty, your customer base, your returning customer base. Um, you're trying to engage with your your customers to understand what do they want? What do they want to see, see more of? You know, what do they come to you for? Is it for information? Is it for products? Is it for workouts? Um, and I think then for us, it was, like I said, in the last year, we were available in retail outlets. We obviously started working with more brand ambassadors. Um, we have a wider product range now. And I think it's even something that we discuss a lot with our digital marketing team. You know, they might say, oh, you know, these ads went live, but, you know, maybe we didn't see the biggest return online. But we're saying, but guys, like we're in 350 retail stores. You know, sometimes you forget about that. And you think everything that we're doing online is converting to the reason why we're so busy in retail stores. So I do think it's a culmination of things. And I wish I could say it's this one thing. It's so easy. But I do think it's like, you know, we turned three. So we're going into our fourth year. The last three years, it has been a mix of social media, influencers, email marketing, now TikTok, which is the bane of my life, um, <laughs> yeah. Instagram. But there's a whole, I think there's there's so much that you have to dip your toe in. And I think you realize very quickly what works for you and what doesn't. Um, I do think digital marketing and ad spend in that has been a big factor for us um, because, you know, obviously, like I said, there are other brands out there, you know, and you want to be, you know, if I'm a female in Ireland, what I want as the brand owner is for people to think, oh, I might try protein. I want Femfuels, not, oh, um, I want another brand or I know there's 10 brands out there hmm, which one would I pick I want Femfuels to be in their mind if they're thinking gut balance super greens protein pre-workout that like Femfuels is the first thing that comes to their head and the only way you're going to do that is try beyond loads of different touch points so be that your website your TikTok Instagram in store so that that's the one thing that comes to their head when they're in that space and I think actually it's really smart because if it, like you could because your your brother's involved in the business and he's heavily into sport you could say to yourself why don't we do a men's range and now there might be that in the pipeline at some point but if you think about it you're being really smart and strategic keeping it to women yeah. because you're the first thing people because if you incorporated a men's range yeah. well you're just like everybody else exactly. then yeah. whereas now it's like women yeah. protein or whatever supplements that you yeah. want Femfuels. Yeah. And that's something that like, I think at the start, everyone was like, just females. Like, why are you splitting? Like, you're you're literally halving the potential customers. Like, you're taking males out of it. And we we're like, yeah. And they're like, but why? And we were like, because there's nothing out there for females. So like, don't worry about it. Just trust us. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, the, the market was so saturated with male dominated, macho looking supplements that there was nothing out there for females. So I wouldn't touch going down the route of trying to be, you know, ha having male products. And it's not like male versus female products, but it's just being the brand that females can rely on, relate to, trust um, for us. So I think, you know, we wanted to be female specific because there was nothing out there for females. It's not, oh God, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? Let's try to start a protein company. Oh, let's just do it for females. And then maybe five years down the line, do it for men. It was very much like, there's a niche, there's a gap in the market. This is something that's not being catered for. Women aren't being looked after in the industry. So like, we need to do this for them to yeah, a degree. Totally. Right. So yeah. what are you, our final questions, yeah. what are you manifesting for the brand next? Like what is on your 
I don't know. Do you use a vision board? Maybe yes. not. Do you write things down? Yes. Use a vision board? Yeah. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. great. You got to write it down yes. because you're more likely, this the science shows, yes. you're more likely to achieve your goals when you write them down. So yeah. what's your goal? Like what's next? I think for us as a brand, there's probably, a, there's a lot of things that like we'd like to take. But I think for us, what's next is ensuring that we have a very strong presence in Ireland, but looking to export and grow our brand um, elsewhere. That would be one of our biggest goals because I think, you know, there's obviously only so many people in Ireland. Um, so I think making sure that we've really nailed Ireland first. A lot of people, you know, maybe last year would have said, oh, you think about the UK, you think about the rest of Europe. And it's like, oh, my God, let us concentrate on this one thing. Do it really well and then go elsewhere. But I do think exporting is hopefully going to be a big thing for us in um, in the coming year. Yeah, manifesting that yeah. 2024. But I think actually it's a good business point. Sometimes you got to focus on. Yes, be focused as yeah. opposed to spreading yourself so thin yeah. like me yeah. like I'm no. like, really like I'm, well you're spreading yourself thin as well because you <laughs> yeah. do everything but like I sometimes I think Yvonne you just need to focus on one thing yeah and then focus on that get it right yeah. and then move to the next because it's easy to get distracted by everything and think oh, I, I want to do that and I want to be there and I want to be there and you see other brands and not even supplement brands just other brands in general doing different things and you're thinking oh I'd like to do that and it's like no Kylie come back focus to what you're trying to do and like we want to be a key player among the multinationals and like I said be the first one that comes into people's head as a female when they're in that nutrition space and last question who are you grateful for I'm going to say my family and my support system um because I think they've probably put up with a lot over the last three to five <laughs> yeah. years um but even you know from a support network from a business point of view getting business advice like they are definitely like our support system. They're what keep us together and keep us driving on the day. Like we always say, a pat in the back is never too far from a kick up the arse. <laughs> and like, it's true. You know, you might get really good news on a Monday and you're buzzing and on a Wednesday, something bad might happen. Um, so I think constantly having that support system around you that understand when to be there to give you a hug and when to just give you a bit of space and leave you be. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I think in, in business as well, when you're an entrepreneur and I hear it from my guests all the time, the highs are high, the lows are low. Very and low, nobody yeah. sees that. All yeah. they see is Kylie's face outside Al <laughs> with the carrot yeah. <laughs> with Mr. Yeah. Kevin is yeah, it Kevin, Kevin the carrot, carrot. <laughs> that's all they see and they're yeah. like she's killing it yeah. but like you're literally up at night yeah. maybe not sleeping properly because you're yeah. you know maybe not taking the self-care yeah I don't know ignoring your boyfriend yeah like, yeah you know? no one sees you wrapping the pallets wrapping the things being you know ugly in the warehouse where you're like trying to get all the work done to get it to Aldi you know and then at the end obviously you're taking the pretty photo and everything looks great but no one saw that like three weeks before that where you're like like I said barely eating surviving on coffee and being stressed all the time I know but thank you so much. Fem thank Fuels, you so much for 2024. Me. They're going global. <laughs> she said it here first. That's all I want you to remember, folks. Yes. Everything everyone's manifesting, they say it all on, in all up in your biz first. And that's where you hear it first, which is what I love. So uh, congratulations. You're doing a great job. And now I'm off to Super Value, yes. my closest store to get me some Fem Fuels and get my breakfast. Thanks Seriously. so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to manifest your dream life like our guest, well, grab yourself a manifestation box from pausepenny.com. The discount code is podcast20. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast because there are some solo episodes coming up on my favorite topic, manifestation.